ಆರೋಗ್ಯ ಕೈಗಾರಿಕೆ ಶಿಕ್ಷಣ ಪರಿಸರ ಸಾಮಾಜಿಕ ಸುಧಾರಣೆ ಸಮುದಾಯ ಬೆಳವಣಿಗೆ ಸಾಂಸ್ಕೃತಿಕ ಕಾರ್ಯಕ್ರಮಗಳು ಮಧುರ ಸಂಗೀತ ಮನಸೂರೆಗೊಳ್ಳುವ ನಾಟಕಗಳು ಎಲ್ಲ ನಿಮ್ಮ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಚಾನೆಲ್ನಲ್ಲಿ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ತೊಂಬತ್ತು ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ನಾಲ್ಕು ಮೆಗಾಹರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಕೇಳಿ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ಆಗಿ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ನಮಸ್ಕಾರ ಸ್ನೇಹಿತರೆ ನೀವು ಕೇಳ್ತಿದ್ದೀರಾ ತೊಂಬತ್ತು ಚುಕ್ಕಿ ನಾಲ್ಕು ಕಂಪನಾಂಕಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ಇದು ಬೆಂಗಳೂರಿನ ಮೊಟ್ಟ ಮೊದಲ ಸಮುದಾಯ ಬಾನುಲಿ ಕೇಂದ್ರ ಸ್ನೇಹಿತರೆ ಇವತ್ತಿನ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ಈವೆಂಟ್ ಕಾರ್ಯಕ್ರಮಕ್ಕೆ ನಿಮಗೆಲ್ಲ ಸ್ವಾಗತ ಇವತ್ತಿನ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ಈವೆಂಟ್ ಕಾರ್ಯಕ್ರಮದಲ್ಲಿ ನಿಮ್ಗೆ ಮುಖ್ಯವಾಗಿ ಈಗ ಇತ್ತೀಚೆಗಷ್ಟೇ ಒಂದು ನ್ಯೂ ಬಿಬಿಎಂಪಿ ಬಿಲ್ ಬಂದಿದೆ ಆ ಒಂದು ಬಿಲ್ನ ಬಗ್ಗೆ ಒಂದು ವೆಬಿನಾರ್ ನಡೀತು ಸ್ನೇಹಿತರೆ ಅದು ಸಿವಿಕ್ ಸಂಸ್ಥೆಯವರು ಆರ್ಗನೈಸ್ ಮಾಡಿದ್ದಿದ್ದು ಈ ಒಂದು ಬಿಲ್ನಲ್ಲಿ ಏನಿದೆ ಅನ್ನೋ ವಿಚಾರಗಳನ್ನ ನಮ್ಗೆ ತಿಳಿಸ್ಕೊಡೋದಿಕ್ಕೆ ರವಿಚಂದ್ರನ್ ಮತ್ತೆ ಭಾರ್ಗವಿ ಅವರು ಇದ್ದಾರೆ ಸ್ನೇಹಿತರೆ ಬನ್ನಿ ಇವರನ್ನ ಕಾರ್ಯಕ್ರಮಕ್ಕೆ ಸ್ವಾಗತ ಕೋರ್ತ ಕಾರ್ಯಕ್ರಮವನ್ನು ಶುರು ಮಾಡೋಣ ಬನ್ನಿ ಇವರನ್ನ ನಮ್ಮ ಕಾರ್ಯಕ್ರಮಕ್ಕೆ ಸ್ವಾಗತ ಕೋರ್ತ ನಮ್ಮ ಕಾರ್ಯಕ್ರಮವನ್ನು ಶುರು ಮಾಡೋಣ just make my presentation so uh, i just have a single slide after this uh, so i just want to focus on the new bbmp bill which is really the subject on the table uh, what's the feeling about it and why in my view it's inadequate at the end of the day uh, the one big point i'd like to make before i just get specifically into the bbmp bill is that uh, we have a constitutional defect which goes back to the creation of our constitution we had a well defined central government we had a well defined second tier the state government but unfortunately when it came to the third tier of local government instead of embracing the idea of local government in its full form as the third tier the constitution referred to it as local bodies whether it be urban rural etc and that is a tragedy that continues to plague us despite the 74th amendment which tried to marginally fix a constitutional birth defect that's the first point i want to make and as data for that the only thing i want to table is that prior to independence whether it rajaji nehru rajendra prasad bose sardar patel all of them cut their teeth as town municipality leaders before going on to national politics but post independence our councillors and things have become pigmies because of the architecture that we have got that's the primary problem now i will just come to three parts of my presentation there's a single slide now first i would like to talk about what's good in the proposed bbm people i'm not going into was there due notice given etc there are lots of other issues for the first time there is a clear articulation of four more municipal authorities in the bbmp bill the mayor is defined as a municipal authority was not the case earlier the zonal committee and zonal commissioner we can debate whether the commissioner should be there or not as a municipal authority but they are designated municipal authorities and the ward committee makes an appearance in the bbmp bill so there's a clear articulation of these people in the past it was just bbmp the commissioner and the standing committee to which they have added four more second is they have brought in the zonal setup and surprisingly they have left out the mlas mlcs and mps and that is an appealing fact that they are not part of the zonal setup 
Some earlier speakers have already brought the debate whether it should be the commissioner or it should be the elected person. Um, but the importance of the zonal setup has come in the BBMP bill. There is talk about a five-year mayor term. And vis-a-vis -vis the KMC Act, there are some nice sections. It's not perfect. They can be improved. But heritage, SWM, segregation, etc., some of those elements are there. So these would what I would call as the positive parts about the BBMP bill. Now, what are the concerns about the BBMP bill as written? There is still no clarity whether the mayor is in charge of the whole place or is it the commissioner. It has got delightfully vague language. So whether the current system where the state government basically controls the municipal corporation to the commissioner, will that continue or is it going to be this mayor? An explicit statement to that does not exist and there is sufficiently vague wordings out there. MLAs, MLCs and MPs continue to be in the council. So they have a vote. So the 198 current councillors, which of course they have indicated can go to 225, the 198, which is actually something like 264, including all the other people, have a vote at the council level. To me, that is something that should have also gone out along with the uh, uh, zonal setup where they don't have a space. Third, you make the municipal authority a ward committee, a municipal authority, and many of us have been wanting for stronger and stronger ward committees, but you say it is advisory in nature. So you could spend all your life saying what you want to say, but they can just say boo, because you don't have uh, the uh, power to get what you want done through the ward committee implemented. The word advisory kills it. And there is now an entry of the word area sabah, the way it is composed, it's amazing. They say the area sabha will be nominated by the zonal people. The area sabha person has huge responsibilities. They will convene regular meetings, this, that, etc. But has got zero voice in the ward committee. So I don't even know why a nominated area sabha member should be even bothered to try to do. In fact, the responsibilities of the area sabha fellow is much more than many other responsibilities. Stay. But that person is absolutely disempowered in ways that I don't even know whether it's clearly said that the area sabha fellow can come and have coffee and tea in the ward committee meeting. It's that bad. So essentially, this would be the appeal and concern about the current bill. The question really is the following. This bill is being positioned as the answer for Bangalore. I would like to emphatically state that this will not fix Bangalore. If anything, it is some incremental tweaks. It is not a Bangalore issue at all, which brings me to the third axis which is why is it not a fix for Bangalore. The provisions of this bill could have easily have been done as a KMC Act plus plus. We have a KMC Act and if you read the entire bill, except in one place where in a ward committee they say that BESCOM, BWSSB will be ex-officio members and attend some ward committee meeting, there's no mention of them attending zonal meetings. Uh, and even the zonal composition and all leaves much to be desired. I'm not going there. There is nothing which is Bangalore about it except the mention of that BESCOM and thing in one page of that whole bill. This, whatever provisions are there, and particularly the good ones, for example, heritage, is as deserving to be in the uh, applicable for Mysore, Hubli, Darwad, Mangalore, or anywhere else. So my suggestion would be take the good elements of the bill and modify the KMC Act to read with these aspects 
Currently, the KMC Act says the maximum municipal size can be 200. Make it 225, make it 350, make it 400, whatever number you want. This is okay as far as KMC Act is concerned. Which brings me to the last point about just fixing Bangalore. The reality of, uh, we keep saying BBMP, BBMP and all that is fine, but frankly speaking, they are not, they are, it's, it's a local body, it is not the third tier of government, as I mentioned earlier. There are a whole lot of parastatals floating around, whether it's the PDA and PWSSB as a government agency, or BESCOM and Metro as a corporation, police as a department, lake authority, you name them, they're all floating around in this space. There are a whole lot. Either have the courage to roll them all back into the city corporation and say that this is the third tire and this will be responsible for everything, or find a way to make the BBMP and all these parastatals work together for outcomes. Do one of the two. You can't be a dog in the manger and neither have an integration mechanism across agencies for outcomes and neither be ready to roll the whole thing into the city corporation. Do one of those two things is my suggestion. We need a mix of deep decentralization with a seriously more empowered. If this pandemic has shown anything, the deep decentralization that exists in Kerala worked in its favor in more ways than one. That's the way to go in terms of strengthening the grassroots democracy at the ward level. At the same time, follow the principle of subsidiarity. And as Mr. Balu said, issues like uh, our transportation and arterial roads, which are mega city level, he mentioned it as mega region level, uh, which we can also debate, take those into the apex level and find a way to integrate it. So that's really the way to go. And to my mind, you know, we need, trans I mean, we are a country which has gone through demonetization. We have gone through severe lockdown. Suddenly we are pussyfooting when it comes to fixing the city into some small incremental measures here and there. Why can't we be equally bold and transformative in reimagining the way we want to govern and administer uh, Bangalore city, for example? Indeed, constitutionally today, the 74th Amendment is a spirit that we need to follow. But that does not need to be the only, because in my view, even if you embrace the MPC, you will not fix the city. One simple point, in the schedule there are 18 points, transport is not one of them. And if you believe Bangalore can be fixed without transport being addressed, think again. So we have to understand that we are sitting in a dysfunctional setup, trying to figure out a way out of this whole thing. It will require a total. So if you're going to say you're going to fix Bangalore, have the courage to do what is required. I agree with Mr. Balu that why should any chief minister let go of his thing? But I'm saying if there's enough pressure from the streets and citizens of the change that you want, such change might be possible, and that is what we need to uh, push for. So that really brings me to the end of uh, what I wanted to say. And uh, over to you, Katyani. I'm ready to take uh, uh, in the subsequent discussion. But my big point really is, we are seriously dysfunctional. We have to wake up and smell the coffee. Unless we are bold and transformative, we are going to be doing similar seminars 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and 30 years from now. Problem is not going to get fixed. That's really my big message. And for heaven's sake, do not allow the system to say, this is going to fix Bangalore. Don't fall for it. This is not going to fix Bangalore. This bill as is. That's the main point I want to make. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Ravichandar. Uh, but I got the gist of what you were saying. And many of the points you raised, Sivik has also raised in our critique, uh, especially that uh, this is not going to solve uh, BBMP's problems. And also that 
the good points in it deserve to be there for all other municipal corporations and not just for Bengaluru. Um, the ones you mentioned are also very valid. And I think about the deeper dis decentralization, that is something we definitely advocate and are all uh, in favor of. And uh, just as you said, the ward committees cannot be just advisory in nature because they have certain functions to perform, which the law says they shall perform. So if they are supposed to perform those uh, functions, and how can whatever they are doing be just advisory? So uh, without much ado, uh, may I request now the next speaker. Bhargavi, may I invite you now to make your presentation? We are very happy to have you here as one of the citizen activists who is on this panel. And uh, over to you, Bhargavi. Thank you. Thank you, Karkayani. And uh, I, I think most of the points I wanted to raise have already been made by uh, the earlier speakers. So with the BBMP bill, I think the new bill, I think it has taken away the legislative power at the lowest level of uh, governance. It has created a new level where of power, uh, which is unconstitutional, but yes, it can be debated. And it has made way for an elite capture of decision making and allocation of resources. And it has diluted further what little processes and provisions were there uh, at the ward committee level as of now. And the pandemic has shown us clearly that had we fixed even a part of it today, we would have been in a much better state. That has also been raised by the earlier speaker. Uh, with respect to parastatals, I think it is the parastatals that have resulted in the mess of the city that we have today. Uh, from BDA to BMRDA to they have hundreds of them, uh, which have not been working in coordination, and as a result, we are in a mess. Uh, with respect to the details in the bill itself, uh, I'll just highlight a few points. So, for example, it says the budget should be uh, developed in consultation with the ward committee, which in consultation with the public. In the entire document, public consultation appears only once, and that also, finally, it says uh, the ward committee recommendations are advisory. So whatever the public share really will not reach on top. So it is definitely not a bottom-up approach. It is a highly top-down approach. And people's voices, people's needs will probably never reach on top. It is the higher layers which will be making decisions for the city. Uh, then... When it comes to project implementation again, uh, there is no public involvement. There is only a public engagement uh, that is mentioned, and that says only in, in terms of you know raising civic awareness. You know, when a project is implemented, local resources, local ideas, local people should be involved. And this doesn't seem to be uh, anywhere uh, close to that. Uh, then, when it, again, when it comes to... Um, the planning and the budgeting process, if you see, it says the ward committees will submit a plan, but then they're not part of the budget. If, if they're totally disconnected, the two whole things, and then finally it says it's, it's an advisory. So it just doesn't kind of, if you try to put the blocks together, obviously you the puzzle is not something that you can fix. So unless the local communities are part of this plan and they know the budget, uh, I think a large section of our society will be left out of most of the plans, especially the marginalized 
communities will be left out then again when it comes to all these plans there does not seem to be something that you know you need to plan even if it's your simple household you plan something for the immediate then you plan something for a long term here there does not seem to be a plan like that something for a short term something for a long term and in coordination with everybody that kind of a plan is absolutely lacking and something very appalling is there is no provision anywhere uh, for women and vulnerable communities and children you you just don't see that kind of a language uh, the word women appears only seven times and i think most of the times it is in uh, relation to where you can stand for elections and women uh, candidates and the wards and things like that but no special provisions at all and today we are talking about safety of women uh, there just doesn't uh, seem to be a plan for that or a provision for that and again when it comes to children we, i in in some of my work i've realized bangalore is one of the uh, destinations for uh, traffic children and we don't seem to have a plan for that uh, we here we should be talking more about you know the child protection committees and things like that at the ward level people at the ward level should be aware of these things and there is there are no provisions for that uh, and icps is something uh, that had recommended the child protection committees and like i said before vulnerable community the language of vulnerable community or marginal sections of society is never not there at all the weaker sections of society appear only in the first schedule not in the main text so there again i think the absence of these uh, words the absence of this kind of a language will make way for large sections of our society to just fall out of all the plans and schemes that uh, we're going to come up with uh then it is also a time you know globally we are talking about climate change sustainability energy efficiency so on but if you read the entire bill there is only one mention of energy efficiency that too in the context of building awareness so it really does not address mr balu and the others already spoke about pollution water waste and all that but we don't seem to be addressing it holistically and uh, the bill completely fails to uh, address it from that context then when it comes to accountability i don't think there is anywhere in the bill where it is accountable to the people or to the other uh, agencies uh, it it's somewhere i i can sense a lot of arrogance again and there is no way public get to know what is happening at the ward level uh, in terms of the budgets the plans the tenders and everything uh, the, you, you know there should be provisions where it should be easily available to the public at least most of it should be easily available to the public and there is no mention of any such thing uh, yeah i think that is what i had to say thank you so much yeah thank you uh, bhargavi it's very uh, timely that you have uh, raised the issues about the lack of uh, mention of the vulnerable communities women and children and the whole focus is missing especially at the ward level uh, but if they really implement what is there in the ward committee functioning and also the areas above functioning uh, those uh, uh, needy persons also should get covered if they have a booth level meeting where the needy are also represented 
then uh, they should be able to voice their uh, concerns also. But of course, it is not really specified as such. As you have pointed out, they will tend to be left out and uh, we will have the kind of uh, elite capture that we see happening. So I, I wish you could have added a little more about the accountability part, especially the financial accountability part, whether there's anything about the auditing uh, at the BPMP level uh, that needs to be done. Would you like to add that now or later? Yeah, so I said there is no way that things are open to the public at all points of time. It is only those of us who may have to, who may have access to internet that you can go online and check uh, contracts and other things as, as it is like today. But there is no specific way in which uh, things are disclosed to the public. So if you read the entire bill, nowhere does it say these things have to be in public domain. Uh, in fact, the financial statement is submitted to the government and only later on you get to see so on a day-to-day -day basis on a monthly basis if people know what is happening at in their immediate neighborhood in their ward and things like that there will be a lot more genuine public participation at that point of time so that is completely missing and then when it comes to ownership and selling of property yes uh, it is also a reflection of what is in the Karnataka Municipal Administration Act. It, it says that the municipal corporation is an owner of all the properties. There I kind of do have a problem. I don't think the municipal corporation should be an owner. It's a custodian of all these properties. So when it is buying, selling, leasing and all that, it only consults with the zonal committee and the state government. Whereas the people have no uh, say in it at all. Uh, so if you read it, you'll get to know that, you know, the local community people, if they are living in a certain neighborhood, they have absolutely no say in the matter of buying, selling, leasing and things like that. Any property belonging to the BPMP can be sold. Uh, there, there is no accountability to the people. Then if you also see the formation of roads and new layouts and streets and things like that, it says that it can be widened and um, you can have... You, you know, the kind of projects we've all fought in Bangalore, those kind of projects can just come up. There is no mention of the Town and uh, Country Planning Act, the provisions of the Town and Country Planning Act or other provisions, which we've all been fighting for all this while. So if a bill like this goes on, I'm, I'm sure, you know, another 25 years, the next generation will also be fighting the same battles. And this is the time to fix these things. And if we don't fix it today, I, I don't think we have another chance. The pandemic has really opened our eyes to the existing problems. And it is now to have more such public consultations, get everybody's viewpoints and fix this uh, issue now and make sure governance takes place at the smallest level completely, no matter what you call it. Uh, and no matter how many wards you divide the city into, uh, local people should be in complete control of uh, the resources, the allocation, the contracts, everything. And information should be there. So unless that is there, uh, the, the bill is very problematic. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Bhargavi. Maybe the others also have other points to add to that. ಸ್ನೇಹಿತರೆ ಈ ಒಂದು ಕಾರ್ಯಕ್ರಮದ ಬಗ್ಗೆ ಅನಿಸಿಕೆ ಅಭಿಪ್ರಾಯಗಳನ್ನು ತಿಳಿಸಬೇಕಾಗಿದ್ದಲ್ಲಿ ನಮ್ಮ ಒಂದು ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಆಕ
ಪೇಜ್ ಇದೆ ಫೇಸ್ಬುಕ್ ಇದೆ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟಾಗ್ರಾಮ್ ಇದೆ ಅಲ್ಲಿ ತಾವು ಫಾಲೋ ಮಾಡಿ ತಮ್ಮ ಈ ಒಂದು ಕಾರ್ಯಕ್ರಮದ ಬಗ್ಗೆ ಅನಿಸಿಕೆ ಅಭಿಪ್ರಾಯಗಳನ್ನು ತಿಳಿಸಿ ಅಂತ ಹೇಳ್ತಾ ನಿರಂತರವಾಗಿ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ಕೇಳ್ತಾ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ಆಗಿ ಅಂತ ಹೇಳ್ತಾ ಧನ್ಯವಾದಗಳು ನಮ್ಮ ಸಮುದಾಯಕ್ಕಾಗಿ ನಮ್ಮ ಸಮುದಾಯದಿಂದ ನಮ್ಮ ಸಮುದಾಯ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ತೊಂಬತ್ತು ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ನಾಲ್ಕು ಮೆಗಾ ಹರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಕೇಳಿ ರೇಡಿಯೋ ಆಕ್ಟಿವ್ ಆಗ